We just wrapped up with Justin Saucedo. He's a youth football coach and father, also an advocate, I guess a leader advocate for the Let Them Play California movement that's been kind of going yeah. around around, um, around the state. And so uh, yeah. that was fun. Yeah, he's actually the brother of PJ Peterson, who's been on the guest uh, podcast a few times. And so, um, yeah, just a really awesome guy, super passionate. I mean, I think that's the one word that I walk away from this episode with is passionate. Like he's passionate about coaching. He's passionate about being a father. He's passionate about the let them play California movement. I mean, I think if, if that didn't come through to the listener, I don't know what you're listening to because he's incredibly passionate about everything he's doing. And um, yeah. it was just a lot of fun hearing his heart behind what he's doing and, and hearing all of the, um, the movement that's, you know, coming from this movement, I guess. Right. And it's, um, and you know, and if I'm, I'm sure if anyone who's listening to this, you probably already know about the movement. And if you don't, you know, now, you, you know, listen to this episode and you'll know all about it. Cause like Josh said, he's super passionate about it. Um, and he can definitely, especially if you are for youth sports at all, or for coaches and athletes, obviously, if you're listening to listening to this, after you hear him talk about it, you're going to want to jump on, jump on board too, and get involved somehow because yeah. it's a, yeah. And it all may, I mean, yeah, it all makes sense. We do. We want our kids to play again. And so, yeah, yeah. this is a good one. A very good one for yeah. sure. So, um, and we've mentioned it a couple of times on the episode itself, but just so you know, he's going to be talking about the let them play rally at the state Capitol. This is actually, when you guys hear this, this will be a week before or excuse me, a week after that yeah. um that rally so you know don't show up the next day thinking that there's a rally at the state capitol because uh you'll be the only one there so <laughs> make sure well, that, already that said, yeah it already happened so make sure you follow them and uh keep up with any you know future rallies or future um things that are going on with them so you can get involved so uh without further ado here is justin sacido so yeah now it is time Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Character Combine, Character Combine. Yeah, you ready? Yeah, you ready? When he goes beyond the scoreboard, the scoreboard, coaches, coaches, I want you to have the type of voice, type of voice that your athletes will hear decades later and still recognize the leadership that you hold in their life, in their life, in their life. Get this thing, get this thing started. Welcome to the Character Combine podcast. I'm Josh Takimoto. And I am Deb McCollum. And today's guest is the Casa Roble Junior Football Program coach, Justin Sacido. What's going on, man? Hey, nice to meet you. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for thanks for joining us. I also meant to uh, also say you're a, you're obviously a coach, a father, and then an advocate for the Let Them Play California movement. So I left a couple of things out, but um, yeah, man, we're we're uh, thankful that you were taking some time out of your busy schedule to join us. We appreciate it. I absolutely appreciate the invite. Yeah, and I think it would be good for everybody. We were just talking about this. It, it would be good for everybody to know, too, that um, you are the brother of PJ Peterson, who's been on the podcast a couple times. Um, man, I think when we first started the podcast, he was on when he was coaching over at San Juan. And then just recently, we did a Christmas episode because uh, that man loves Christmas probably more than most people I know. So it's like, yes, well, we have to does. have him and, him and Ryan on. So. <laughs> Um, and we were just joking too, based on everything, you know, the people won't be able to see this because it's audio only, but you have all of the let them play stuff behind you. Um, and, you know, based on everything that you're doing for that and your own family, it makes sense that you guys are cut from the same cloth because PJ's always on the go. It seems like you're always on the go. Um, so like I said, man, I already said it once, but we definitely appreciate you carving out some time for us. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, big, big shout out to uh, Bonnie Peterson, our yeah. me and PJ's mom. Uh, she installed our work ethic and drive, uh, you know, and we've taken it as far as we can and we won't stop. So, there you go. There you go. Well, I know. I remember because I've said before, PJ and I grew up playing pony baseball together over at Pasture Middle School. And I definitely have vivid memories of your mom running around uh, all up and down the hill at Pasture, just handling business. Uh, so <laughs> snack bar. The, the snack bar was rocking and rolling. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. So, um, Hey, Deb, do you have some warm-up questions for Justin? I do. Perfect. This yeah. is the hard this is the hard hitting stuff, man. So I hope yeah. you're ready. I'm ready. Okay. All right, here we go. Are you ready? All right. On the on the character comment podcast, I always ask warm-up questions. I have three of them for you. 
Okay. And the last one is like a signature question that I ask every guest, but I try to mix the first two up. Um, okay. So the first one is um, it's uh, when COVID hit, you know how like you're at home. Well, maybe not you, you're probably still on the go, but when COVID hit, did you have like a favorite TV show to binge on or since COVID has there been a TV show that you've just enjoyed that you could like share with our audience that you binged on? You know, I, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Uh, when, when COVID hit, um, I, I don't know if I've joined in with everybody or not, but uh, I watched the Tiger King from start to finish every single episode and was just amazed. I wanted to watch more. Uh, the, yeah. the, that was my big show right there. There you go. Absolutely. I, I think I did the same thing. I think I was sitting with some friends one night and we just watched the whole thing. We were like with our mouths open. We were like, what? And like, Absolutely. just you know, all of our, yeah, all the theories, you know, obviously surrounding, you know, Carol Baskin and whatnot. It's just so fun to talk about. So totally yes. get it. Yes. Josh, did you watch Tiger. that? I've never seen it. I've never seen it. I just couldn't Josh, do it. You gotta jump I on saw- the. <laughs> Jump on the bandwagon. You, I saw you'll the understand the meme so this. much more. Yeah, they actually like me when I when I that's what drew me to the to the watch it. I kept mm-hmm. seeing all these things on social media about you know this Carol Baskin and this Tiger King, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about. So I sat down and I was hooked. It's I watched hilarious. it start yeah. to finish. Yeah, and then I started YouTubing like interviews of the actual actors that were in the documentary so oh that's nice. there was nothing yeah. else to do <laughs> yeah right no, he went sure. down a rabbit hole he went down a rabbit trail from there <laughs> he did his own research after that that's yeah. awesome it's crazy um, i feel like i said this last time or one of our last podcasts i felt like i actually saw the show even i've never watched one scene from it but like because you like you said all the memes and all the jokes and all the articles like i feel like i saw it like i feel like i know more about the show than i would have ever guessed not watching it it's crazy right but so maybe one day yeah. but probably not I'm gonna be honest. With you. <laughs> Gotta jump on the be prepared. Gosh, be yeah. Prepared. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Question number two. So, um, you're a football coach. So, what aside from football? So your answer can't be football. If you could play yep. a professional sport other than football, what would it be? <clears throat> rugby. Ooh. Oh. You know, my uh, both of, both of my boys got into rugby. Um, you know, and I, it was a sport that I was never familiar with at all. Um, actually I had no clue what rugby was until, uh, somebody showed up at the baseball park and they had a couple rugby balls and it happened to be one of my good buddies, um, Dylan Owens and his son Cole Owens and Dylan played rugby for Del Campo. And I go, Del Campo, I didn't know they had a rugby squad. And so I researched and my, both of my boys play for Granite Bay rugby. Uh, they love the game, uh, that game right there. When you look at what it does to each individual athlete, um, it's a it's a hybrid sport with soccer, football, lacrosse kind of combined. Um, yeah. You have your you don't have your stereotypical football you know athlete. You don't have your soccer player. You have a combination you know, and they are they are super athletes when you look at them. Um, they they are very violent uh, in between the in between the lines and, and the whistles. Yeah. Um, but when you look at rugby as a whole, um, that game across the the, the world is a. Uh, uh, very, very, very popular in the United States. We're behind on rugby. Um, one of our good buddies, Kevin Swearing, he went to Casserole High School. He oh, went yeah. to St. Mary's wide receiver, College. Right? Uh, yeah, they canceled football at St. Mary's. He joined the rugby squad, two-time All-American, Team USA 15s captain, played sevens USA rugby. When my boys fell in love with rugby, that was the first man I reached out to was Kevin Swearing. And uh, I didn't know anything about the game. So I had to research and learn. When, when you sit and watch the game of rugby, uh, m- majority of rugby players, when they get done with their careers, they're doctors and lawyers and attorneys uh, throughout the, the, the world. Um, it's a very violent game. The game is over. Both families, both teams get together at the youth level through college and high school and pro. Um, there is a you know pro rugby league now. Uh, you feed each other. You, you hang out with each other. Um, it's a very family oriented game, you know, rugby would be my, my choice if I was a professional athlete. Nice. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. I've always wondered what it was like to play. It looks like a very violent sport. Yeah. You know, and it's, (laughs) it's one of the only games that you see where you have 
the big guys, you have the little guys, you've got the the all levels, like a, a football team in sense where you have the big linemen, you got the the fast, you know, receivers and on, on the game of rugby, every man on the field, there's 15 kids. Um, yeah. You all have the opportunity to run the ball. It's right. not just the running back and it's not just the quarterback and you don't block. So there's a lot of skill, technique, yeah. um, you know, brute strength and, you know, smarts in that right. game. And I really enjoy that game. Awesome. Never played the game, yet. but uh, really enjoy watching and learning and watching my boys play the game. My boys been, you know, from Vegas to Arizona um, Utah. Um, he just loves the game of rugby. Sweet. That's awesome. Yeah, no, awesome. I, um, I played a pickup game of like a, it was like a, a light rugby game with some, one of my best friends and some, some of his friends and brothers. My, my best friend is, uh, Fijian. He's huge. Okay. Yeah. Big yeah. Man. And we weren't supposed to play rugby. Like we were out at Livermore park in Folsom playing volleyball and like, Hey, yeah. let's mix it up and play some rugby. I was, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm way smaller than those dudes and I'm not fast. Like you mentioned. So it was a, it was a rough, it was a rough hour for me. I was in the sand a lot. Right. Uh, no. But it was fun. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah. So yeah, it's, that's a, uh, it's, well, it's cool. Like you said, it's, it's really picking up a lot more in this area. Cause I know when I was it, in it high is. school, uh, like you said, Del Campo, I never played, but I know a lot of guys that were, you know, after school would head over to Del Campo to be on that club team. So it's cool yeah. that they're starting to make its way towards Casa. And if you look into rugby, a lot of CASA football players and rug and uh, wrestlers, we try to get them involved. CASA doesn't have a C CIF doesn't sanction rugby in California. Um, we have a, the rugby in the United States is sanctioned. I, I believe it's by USA Rugby. Mm -hmm. um, Jason Devine, he was the Granite Bay head head varsity rugby coach for a while, national champion coach. Chris Miller's out there now, oh. um, national championship coach as well. But you've got Jesuit, you've got um, Granite Bay rugby, you've got Danville, those three schools, they play for the national championship every year, you know, for rugby. Um, it's a club sport, um, in the club rugby, you know, NorCal rugby is, is brand. The president of it is Jason divine. Now he was Granite Bay's head coach, but NorCal rugby, um, and California rugby in general is huge. And, uh, we do have the national champs, um, several years back to the, back to back to back, um, from Sacramento. So rugby is picking up in the United States. There's a lot of scholarship opportunities at the college level for the game now. Um, yeah, it's a, it's an awesome sport that I never got to play. Yeah. That's awesome. There you go. It's a great answer. Yeah. <laughs> that's and, awesome. and Deb, I just want to mention one thing before you ask this last question at Justin, as you were talking, I got a text from coach Horner. It says, don't, uh, don't take it easy on Justin, LOL. And then he says, make sure you ask him the life song question, which is this next question coming at you. So there it yeah. is. Are you ready? Here we uh, go. Want you to have a Tell Coach Horner, duh. I'm always yeah. going to ask the life song. I was like, come on, come on, Horner. We always ask that. <laughs> yeah, don't doubt me. Um, yeah. So the life song question he's talking about, it's my last question. I ask every guest this. So I love music. I listen to all, every, you name it. Depends on my mood. I just, I love it. I think music is another language for us to just kind of express ourselves and we can't, you know, do it for ourselves. So anyway, I ask all the guests, what is your, I call it a life song. So if you could pick a song that is just kind of like you hear it and you're like, um, in your head, you think this is what I stand for. This is what I'm going through right now, or this is the season I'm in. That's the song. So if you could pick called a life song what would it be i do uh there's a there's a singer he's my favorite artist um he's pretty popular uh he's a he's a country singer garth brooks friends in low places uh, that, that song go. right there it it brings a tear to my eye it gets me excited and happy um when you really dig down and listen to the words of friends in low places um, you know, it, it started back when me and PJ, my brother, my, my sister, Tiffany, uh, my, my cousins, we were all up at our cabin in Eagle Lake fishing and, uh, we were, uh, we were hanging out grandpa's cabin. My, uh, my grandma got sick. They flew her into Reno, you know, on an airplane or a helicopter and my grandpa's buddies, you know, basically picked us all up and took us to the lake in their boats and went fishing. And that song played on the, on the way out to the, to the spot on the lake and the song played on the way back. And it was kind of weird. Like, why, why did that song play twice? 
well, for one, it was a it was a, a a disc player. It wasn't a CD or anything. So that disc ran out, and they rewound it, and it played the same song again. So I heard it twice, the same boat trip, and it happened to be where my grandma was, you know, on the way to the hospital, and it felt like my grandpa's friends were those friends in low places. You know, they were they were there for us. Um, you know, that song still plays plays deep for me now. You know, every time I uh, I hear that friends in low places song, it. Yeah, it's, you know, let them play. You know, it's it's one of the things I really dig down deep. I, friends in low places. I'm that guy. If you need help, uh, give me a call. If, uh, if there's something for them kids to do, uh, you know, I, I'm that guy. You know, that song right there is is the one that does it for me. Awesome. That's a great awesome. answer. That's a great live. song. I love that. I was at Arco. Oh. I've seen it live. Uh, Garth Brooks uh, puts on a show. Um, to see him live. I saw the second, last time he was in Sacramento, it was, it was at Arco Arena. Um, I actually got to see him live at Arco. I flew to Las Vegas um, for a weekend trip. And then uh, he was down in Vegas playing live the next night. So it was uh, to be able to hear and sing uh, that song live with Garth. Uh, that's, that's my song. Love it. That's awesome. That's, that's a great, great answer. Song. Good answer. Yeah. Well, great job. You survived the warm up questions. There we go. All done with those. Yeah, now we'll tell, we'll tell Horner too. It's like, man, this was this yeah. was easy for him. Yeah. <laughs> he made it look easy. You know what's funny is I, <laughs> I actually text Horner. I uh, I was driving home from the state capitol, just met my, you know, uh, let them play group partners down there. Driving home and uh, I stopped by Natomas High School because the lights were on. So I handed out flyers to the kids and yeah. then uh, drove home and I text Horner and I said, are you available to talk? We always text each other and say, Hey, you got a minute? And that means 15 or 20. Sure. And so uh, I said, you got a minute. And he goes, I'm on a zoom. What's up? And I said, I uh, just wanted to talk to my mentor. I said, uh, mm-hmm. getting ready to have a podcast session with a uh, character combine. And he said, you're going to do fine. And then he called me and he said, uh, you know, make sure you tell them I said hi. And so, yeah, that's my huge, huge fan of Horner. Yeah. I look up to the man a lot. You know, I coach little league with him and our two younger boys, um, you know, he runs the high school program and I do anything and everything I can to help our youth program out. That's awesome. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. I haven't met anybody that's had a bad thing to say about coach Horner and he's kind of, I always joke with him. He's like, he's basically the mayor of Casa. Anytime I go there to meet with him or something, it's like, I was like, Horner, Horner, Horner. It's like, man, it's like, you know, he could, he could, uh, he doesn't like me saying this, but he could be the principal of that school. No problem. Right. You know, he, right. Could, he could have his own, he could have his own takeover if he wanted, but I think he's happy where he's at. Yeah, it's we live in we live in Orangeville. It's a very yeah. small family oriented community, you know, and uh, uh, Coach Horner is, you know, he's a he's an idol of mine and a, and a good mentor. I, I lean yeah. on him a lot. You know, we've uh, it's there isn't a week that goes by that we don't talk five times. You know, that's wow. the, that's the truth. So good, that's good awesome. family, good friend. Yep, absolutely. Okay. Well, hey, man, we want to um, obviously we want to get to everything you're doing with Let Them Play. But yes. we, we do have to ask though, to give everybody a little bit more background of who you are. Um, can you kind of just take us through your athletic and coaching journey? Like, where did you start? What sports did you play? And then how did you get to the place you're at now? Sounds good. Uh, so Justin James Saucedo, uh, 37. I grew up in Orangeville. Uh, I grew up playing Orangeville Pony Baseball from the time I was in T-ball up until eighth grade. Uh, in high school, I did wrestling, football, baseball. Uh, I was involved in the FFA program, the Future Farmers of America. Um, I was in student government. I was the athletics commissioner. Um, I was your typical, you know, in love with high school student. You know, I, uh, I never failed a class. I was never in jeopardy of, of being ineligible for any sport. Um, I received, I played football in high school, all four years. I did wrestling in high school, a couple of years, and I did baseball all four years. Um, at the high school, won, uh, won a few championships, um, you know, throughout the four years there, um, definitely was an all league and optimist all-star athlete, uh, senior year. Um, you know, I, I received, uh, one of my favorite awards and I, I talked about it last night in a little uh, radio interview was I received an award from the CIF section my senior year for, uh, leadership, sportsmanship, and cooperation. Um, it was oh, handed cool. to me on on camera by Troy Taylor, the uh, head coach of Sac State football right now. Yeah, he, he was a coach at Casa back in the day, and then went to Folsom High School, Utah, uh, back to Folsom. Now he's at Sac State. Uh, I'll never forget my senior year. Uh, I made the Optimus All Star game. 
uh, Optimus All-Star Team for football. And uh, two days later, I received a, a, an award on TV um, from Troy Taylor with the CIF Sportsmanship Leadership Cooperation Award. That one's that one's meant a lot. You know, I've been team captain. You know, I've been, you know, the coaches award. I've been the defensive MVP. Um, I've won championships um, at playing uh, at the high school level. You know, and, and the, the one award that meant the most was the, the Sportsmanship Leadership Cooperation Award. Um, after high school, I had shoulder surgery um, through high school. I tore my labrum, dislocated a few times, had some pins put in there. I don't necessarily say I would have been drafted into major leagues or anything like that, but what I can tell you was it uh, it definitely took a toll on my sophomore season of sports. Uh, by the junior by the junior season, I was still recovering from a sur- shoulder surgery. Senior year was amazing. Um, had a blast. I'll never forget my senior year of sports. Um, you know, we uh, baseball. We were champions a few years. Senior year, we lost the city championship to J.P. Howe and Jesuit. Um, he pitched, pitched in the pros for the Dodgers. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I, when I left high school, my senior year, I'll, I'll go back to senior year real quick, senior year, uh, middle of the year, PJ's PJ's uh, out there playing Orangeville pony ball, the top of the hill where the new softball field is. They had the old baseball pony fields out there. And the, I left my high school baseball practice and I was a catcher and I uh, walk up to watch my little brother play. And I don't know if you were on this team or not, but the umpire didn't show up. And that day that the umpire didn't show up, I put my catcher's gear on and I umpired that game. And that day I became a FOA Foothills Officials Association umpire. Um, and I was a 16 year old senior in high school, um, getting paid $25 a game to go out and umpire, you know, my little brother's games. It was awesome. Um, that's, that's what started me. Sorry, um, man. That's, that's fine. I'm going to interrupt you real quick just because yeah. that's, it's funny. I don't know if I was at your first game, but it's weird. You have those, these memories sometimes that, you know, are from years back. And I can't even tell you why I remember this. I remember we were in that Mustang division. So it was my first year there. So I think I was about nine years old Yeah. and I was, um, I was struggling at the plate. Like I was just, it was the first time you're facing real pitching and I was just yep. struggling up there. And I remember there was one game we must've been playing. I don't, I don't know. It's probably in the middle of summer. I was at the box and I let a pitch go past. And then the next pitch went past and I hear this voice behind me. He's like, Hey, you got to swing the bat. That was a perfect pitch. I'm like, who is this? And I realized it was you behind really? me. I'm like, Oh, I recognize that voice. Yes, I, sir. I ended up striking out. I should have taken your advice, but uh, <laughs> it just, anyways, you. <laughs> you warned me. It's like, these were good pitches. I don't know what I was doing, but anyways, see, and, I, and, and just like you said, the memory, I, I remember that day, you know, I remember yeah. every, every time I ever went out to, I have more memories being a coach and an umpire than I, than I do as a player. And it's because it's more fresh to me. You know, I, when I left my senior year of high school, um, I had some options to go, you know, Dakota state up in South Dakota. I had a couple different spots. Um, I I wasn't big enough and strong enough and fast enough in my head. I I decided I wanted to stay local. I wanted to be by my family. And if I, uh, if I made it out of Sacramento area, then it, so be it. I went up to Sierra college and I, I played a season under Jeff Tisdale. Um, and I thought he was an amazing coach. You know, he came down from, he was Christian brothers guy back in the day and then went to university of Nevada, Reno. Um, we had him at Sierra college. Uh, our team was rocking and rolling. Uh, we were winning ball games. I played defense. I played outside linebacker. I uh, still got a bunch of close buddies from that group. Um, uh, a bunch of my buddies from that group at Sierra college that year uh, are local leaders like myself that do coach youth sports now. I mean, give back to the community in that way. Um, that's what it kind of started with, with PJ's group when it was, he was 14. I was in high school. He's, you know, five years younger and uh, their coach wasn't out there. I started helping coach, you know, and I fell in love with it. And I, uh, I went back and I played one year of college, junior college football at Sierra. And then I, uh, I went back to Orangeville Ponyball and I went back to Castro High School and I gave back and I started coaching under Coach Ryan at, at Casa JV football and Horner was the, the freshman coach and PJ was a freshman and it was amazing and work, work took me away. Um, I, I didn't give up on baseball, you know, that the youth baseball was different than coaching high school sports, high school sports. It's, it's job, you know, coaching youth sports. It's more of a, a privilege and an honor um, to teach those young youth to love the game that we all loved. Um, I started coaching my little brother. He was my ball boy. He was, he was that kid that when I looked in the huddle at football through high school, he had the water right there for me. I got pictures of him doing it, you know, and I gave back to him first and foremost and, you know, his little group, um, you know, it, it was a lot of fun coaching those kids. Joe Size, um, Orangeville yeah. Ponyball guy, right? Legend, the dreams yeah. in his backyard, right? So yeah. I linked up with Joe Size 
and I got to coach 12-year-old Bronco Orange Bell Pony Baseball um, with him uh, for a few years. Uh, Scotty Templeton, you know, a couple of those guys yeah. that went through CASA. Yeah. Uh, DJ Musis, um, you know, Little Bear. I got to coach, uh, you know, one of my one of my favorite little dudes that I got to coach was um, Jacob Shoemaker. Uh, Jacob Shoemaker, oh, yeah. they call him Shoe. You know, he's not uh, little anymore. Full ride scholarship dude. to Portland <laughs> State. Yeah, right? um, yeah. My my uh, my calling, I think, was been growing up in a daycare. My mom ran daycare, and uh, she yeah. she was very involved with the youth leagues and. Uh, I, my, my sister taught us school from home. You know, I, I went to school, public school, don't get me wrong, but my, my sister ran daycare school every day. So we had sports and school and daycare school. Um, I ended up, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, it's really, really strange how it all worked out, but in the long run, uh, coaching, you know, I had two boys. I've got uh, a 13 year old and a 16 year old now, Dylan and Braden. And, uh, when Dylan was four years old, we signed up for Orangeville Pony Ball for T-Ball. And he was playing against six-year-olds, and they didn't want the T. And my kid was four, and I'm like, he needs the T. You know, he's a little guy. And yeah. So uh, we had a blast that year. He was picking flowers in the outfield, and I thought, did I sign my kid up too early for baseball? Yeah. So we, we, <laughs> we, we move. Uh, I ended up joining Sunrise Little League. Um, big shout out to Sunrise Little League, yeah. uh, Orangeville Pony Ball and Pony Baseball in general. They they started changing to more of a you know th- their leagues were getting smaller. You know, obviously we can't get the the youth out there as much um, to play baseball. Sometimes they think it's boring, right? And so with with so many local leagues, they uh, you know the numbers were going down throughout a few years. Well, I, I go to Sunrise Little League. They had a sign free T ball, and I said, oh great. I, you know, I don't want to go spend a hundred dollars if my kid's going to pick flowers and not like the game. Right. So yeah. I, I sign him up for free T-ball. I become the manager. Uh, a year or two goes by. I'm the president of Sunrise Little League. Um, it was a blast. A lot of fun. Uh, awesome community over there at Sunrise Little League. All the all the teams play at the same field. Um, we got lights out there. Uh, we hosted winter ball with all the local leagues. And that was, that's been, that's been my thing. You know, I've, I haven't stopped coaching since, you know, I, uh, I transitioned from coaching football at the Castro Robles Junior Rams uh, for the, I started with the tens and then the twelves and running the fourteens now. Um, And at the same time, when it, when it gets warm and hot outside, we usually transition back to baseball. And that's where me and coach Horner coach our little league team with our, with our younger kids. So it's kind of where I'm at now. Got to get those kids out there on the fields. For sure. Man, I don't know about you, Deb, but I feel like he packed, he's already packed a ton of coaching experience into a very short amount of time. <laughs> that was quite the resume. Oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah. That's yeah. Crazy. That's it. That's well, awesome. Oh, sorry. You obviously, I was gonna say, you obviously have a passion for coaching and yep. obviously have a passion for these kids and, you know, for, um, you know, they do need to play. Um, I'm a former softball coach and I'm also a PE teacher and an assistant athletic director. I'm over at awesome. Sheldon high school in Elk Grove. Um, yeah, I love it. And just, um, you know, I figured if I can't, if I'm, if I'm stepping away from coaching for now, I want to stay involved. And so, you know, that's why I decided to, you know, stay involved in the athletic athletic world and just kind of at least, you know, get to do all that. So, um, so for you, I guess, like, I just want to, I don't know, Josh, like, I just want to jump right into the whole let them yeah. play thing and just, you know, can you tell us about that? Um, Obviously we know why, but just like when it started and just like what is to come um, yeah. now. Yeah. And how, and how you got involved too. Yeah. Real quick. So let them play. Um, basically what it is, it's a movement. It's a movement by parents, coaches, and athletes. Um, what we found is our, our youth and our kids, um, they're, they're, they're struggling right now mentally. Mental health is, is, a, is a big thing across all states. Uh, California, it's huge. You know, here's our disadvantage is um, as of today, as of current, um, there is two states left in the, in the United States that aren't letting the youth and the kids play sports. It's California and Nevada. Um, they are the two states. Uh, we are the last two left. Uh, it's been almost a full entire year since there's been a, a, a competition allowed for youth sports. You know, youth sports is the only tier in California to not have the opportunity to reopen. 
You know, there's a, there's a lot of schools across California that have been open and they're doing fine and successful. There's been businesses reopening. Um, you know, uh, if you look at California as a whole, um, the essential workers, the businesses that are open, the, the fact that our youth have kind of been passed up, they don't have a voice. They, they've been on computer learning from a, from a distance, uh, basically since last March. Um, over the summer, it was at the beginning of the pandemic, the, the COVID pandemic, it was everyone was scared. No one knew what was going on. We've, we've learned so much since. Um, when you keep hearing the word science, I'm a firm believer in science, you know, and, and science says, let them play. You know, science is on the side of our youth. You know, when you look at, is COVID real? Yeah, I, absolutely. I believe COVID is real. You know, what I, what I do also believe in is that our youth aren't being affected by COVID. Um, they really aren't. You know, when you look at statistics as a whole, we have plenty in mountains of like Mount Everest of data and science that we presented to the state of California. They, here's, here's, let, let me back up real quick. Let them play California is a movement started co-founded by Brad Hensley, his wife, and a few others, coach, coach Walsh, coach Gladnick. Um, they're a group from Southern California. I came across it um, being on Facebook, um, social media, Facebook, just kind of scrolling through and looking, you know, like if my kid's struggling at home right now mentally and he's not able to go out and play in competitions, you know, he can practice. They've been practicing since March. So the fact that we've been practicing since March and we can't compete, it made me start looking on the Internet. What are all the other kids up to right now? You know, I preach my kid. It's not about the work you put in when people watch. It's about the work you do when no one sees you. And so my kid is in the garage every day lifting weights. Um, he conditions and he lifts weights and he still works out with his, with his social distance practices. So I started looking on the internet and I'm trying to research what are the kids in SoCal doing? You know, how are they getting along? What are they doing? And I came across, let them play CA, let them play hashtag, let them play California. Um, and it was a, a, a Facebook page started by parents, you know, Brad Hensley and his group, um, let them play California. They started this thing. It's grown over in, in one month, this thing has grown into, I can check now, I think it's 58,000. Now we're up to 58,000 um, wow. followers as far as that one particular first Facebook page. In a few weeks, we've hosted rallies up and down the state of California. Um, you know, it's not like I started the Let Them Play movement. I found it in Sacramento. Um, I feel like I was one of the guys that originally seen the post and I go, wow, what can I do with this thing? And so what I did was just start trying to share it as much as possible with anybody and everybody. Um, you know, it, there's overwhelming support for Let Them Play California. Um, I started passing it around on Facebook and sharing it to anybody and everybody. And hopefully they would spread the word in the message as well. Um, two weeks ago, there was like, I think... Uh, a month ago, we had about 87 rallies across the state of California. Two weeks ago, we narrowed it down and kind of wanted our rallies to grow bigger. And so we used the CIF section and broke it down section per section. Um, and we tried to host rallies in each section at a central hub location. We found that CIF Sackwell King section, which is the section that we're involved in, is, is rather large. And it goes all the way down to, you know, Modesto Series, Tracy, Stockton, you know, it's, it's deep. And so we split it in two and me and my buddy, my partner, Jeff Pentecoff, um, he's a local youth pastor and uh, very involved with About Kids. Um, he's the co-founder of, of About Kids as well. Um, it's, a, it's a local nonprofit for the inner city youth and, you know, and what they do is amazing stuff. Jeff and me teamed up at the rally that I passed flyers out about. Jeff's son came out and did some social distancing conditioning with me. Me and Jeff sat down at a Denny's and we had nine days to plan the last rally. We gathered local leaders from our, our, our Sacramento region, and uh, we, we put on a rally at Sunrise Mall two weeks ago. Um, it was amazing. We had uh, Sue Frost, the Sacramento County District Force Supervisor. Mm -hmm. We had Kevin Kiley. You know, he was out there. We had a few student guest speakers, and we had a ton of people. We live streamed it from Orangeville Live. Um, Orangeville Copy had printed up these banners and posters and stuff for us to, to show the show the kids that we're there for them, you know, that we see them and we hear them, you know, and uh, we won't stop until they're back on the field playing. Um, this group was, was, 
at first when I looked at it, I thought, oh, wow, cool. You know, it's, it's let them play, you know, oh, it's clicky, it's catchy, it's crazy. It's so I researched it and I kept going. Well, I reached out to the co-founder, Brad Hensley, and I sent him a message and I said, Hey man, I'm up here in Sacramento. I want you to lean on me, uh, me and my partner, Jeff, my buddy, we will do whatever it takes um, to, to help in our area. And we've had overwhelmingly amount of support from all our local leaders um, kind of pushing the agenda of let them play. Basically, <laughs> let them play is now in legislation. So it's not just the parents and coaches, the Golden State Coaches Association, California Golden State Coaches Association. There is 600 to 800 coaches that have gathered all their data, all their science, all their facts from their social distance training from California for the last you know, 11 months. Um, the, the rate of transmission of COVID was you know, less than less. I think there was two cases that they came up with. Um, I've got, I've got a mound of paperwork. You can go to our Facebook page, let them play California. And when you click underneath, I'm going to pull it up real quick, just so I don't steer you wrong, but you can go, there's 58.5 thousand members. You can go look underneath. Uh -huh. It is basically the info tab. You got rooms, announces, watch party events, files. If you go underneath the files tab, there is so much science um, showing you data and proof that, you know, for one, mental health is about the, the most important thing I, I feel for these kids. Um, with them not being allowed to get in the classrooms right now, uh, we got to get them out there on, on the youth football fields. The, the rate of kids dropping out of high school, joining gangs, being incarcerated, teen pregnancies, suicides, murders, those stats are way up. You know, so if you look at stats like that, well, let alone a COVID stat about football or softball or soccer or volleyball, um, you know, look at the stats in, in the opposite direction. The, the, the kids that, you know, the attendance, attendance is down across the state of California, 40 percent. I can, don't quote me on that, but it's close. Um, you know, it's we our, our youth are struggling to have a voice. We want to be that voice. At the end of the day, we don't want to be the parents that sit back and our kids look at us and say, why didn't you speak up? Why didn't you say something? You know, the kids don't have a platform and they don't have a voice. And we're not talking about just high school sports and we're not talking about just football or wrestling or back. We're talking about every single student athlete, our youth of California we want them all back on all fields, all playing fields. We've learned a lot about the COVID. You know, let us prove to you as local leaders, as local coaches, as youth, um, as, as our youth leaders, let us prove to you that we are capable and responsible um, to lead our kids in the right direction safely. You know, we've been uh, abiding by all the protocols with our social distance practicing. Um, let us give, let us have the opportunity to prove ourselves that these, these kids need this more than anything in the world. Um, you know, reaching out to the students I have, you guys, you, obviously you guys can see it, but this is a, this isn't a live podcast. I have behind me 12,000 letters that we've had emails from the state of California kids that we've sent out. <clears throat> we've had them email us and we've got 12,000 of them in boxes behind me um, that we're hand delivering tomorrow on the steps to the state Capitol, the West side West Steps of State Capitol, we are having a press conference rally at 9 a.m. tomorrow. Uh, we want as many kids out there in their uniforms holding let them play signs. Consider it a school field trip. Um, the, the, the let them back in school rally starts at 11. The let them play rally starts at 9. Uh, we are trying to, trying to let these kids' voices be heard. You know, One thing is, is let them play has a huge movement of parents, kids, coaches um the government governor newsom governor newsom he, they're listening you know they are working with us right now hmm. um we're not a political group you know they they do know that um we we are looking at our children the same way everyone else should they're not republicans they're not democrats they're kids you know and we want them to have their voices heard they want to play you know those kids want to play um yeah, I don't, I don't know. <clears throat> it, it gives me the chills just to think about these 12,000 letters I have. Um, I can actually open a box and read a couple emails if you'd like, but they're, uh, they're random. They're random and they're, they're, <clears throat> they hit you deep. I've read a few online. 
Um, I've had a few kids email me personally, their letters. Um, they're, they're deep. It's, it's, it's pretty tough to sit there and listen to a kid and think and put yourself in their shoes. I don't know what I would have done being in high school at that age, not being able to play sports and what sports have done to me mentally, physically, and emotionally. Uh, I could not imagine being in those kids shoes going through what they're going through right now. That's why I joined the cause and the movement of let them play California. Yeah. Yeah. No, we appreciate you um, sharing all that information. That's, that's huge. And I think, you know, something that you just said, I think is really important. The fact that, you know, it's something it's the reason we do this podcast is because we, we believe in you guys as coaches and we know that there's a lot of great coaches, men and women out there that are doing great things and having a positive impact on the lives of their athletes. So when you take that away, then, you know, that there's a, a massive um, influence, positive influence that's being removed from a kid's life. Right. And as you said, when you take away sports, you know, there is a sports develop character. That's why we do this, right. It develops Absolutely. discipline, it develops mental toughness, it develop, develops all these things, work ethic. And if you look at yourself in your own life, when you, you know, look back at how you kind of took us through your athletic journey, you, you said that the award that meant the most to you was that leadership award. Well, a big, piece, a big piece of that leadership is you playing sports. And who knows, maybe you still would have been a leader even if you didn't play sports. But I can say this without even knowing your full story. Uh, that was something that definitely sharpened your leadership. And so Absolutely. who knows if you'd be doing what you're doing like at this current moment if it wasn't for sports kind of guiding you towards that, right? So you can see someone like yourself that's doing some amazing things um, and the impact that sports had you know, it just, it's interesting that it's playing out right in front of us on this podcast. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You know, I, I definitely agree. Definitely agree. Yeah. Um, what, I mean, um, is any of the, I mean, is any of this helping so far? Like what is, what kind of a difference is it making? It's making a huge difference, obviously to the community. Like so, everyone's writing letters, everyone's more aware. So like what, so what's happening with that now? Yeah. So basically here's what, here's how me and I talked with Brad today, Brad Hensley. I, I says, I feel, I'm feeling more confident just driving around Sacramento right now as a whole, you can see the fact that yes, Gavin or Newsom, Gavin Newsom did say last week that some sports are, are allowed to start opening with competitions. They had some cross country events um, going on across the state of California um, I've driven around personally, uh, handing out flyers to kids. I've seen an influx this week of kids showing up at parks and practicing again, you know, where uh, you, you hadn't been seeing that for a long time. You know, I, I can tell you, I've been driving around a long time and, and in this town for work, for life. Um, and you don't see kids out there. You know, you do see them on bicycles riding around, which is awesome. You know, right. um, you don't see the parks full of kids, you know, and, and that was getting sad. I can tell you for a fact since our last rally um, two weeks ago that the state of California is talking with us. Um, Debo, Gailey, Dr. Gailey, um, Newsom's team is working with the let them play Brad Hensley, you know, the attorneys, the group, you know, they, they are working with us. They are talking with us. Um, the last few days at the press conferences, Gavin Newsom has recognized let them play group. Uh, he's recognized us a few ways. He's recognized us as, an amazing uh, parent influenced movement that isn't political. And we're not trying to recall Gavin. We're trying to let them play sports. Uh, We're trying to get sports removed from the color tier system. If we remove just like the, the national high school sports association came out this week and said, and made an announcement, uh, they recommend you remove all sports from all color tiers across the entire nation. Um, They came out and said that two days ago. Um, with that, that's a huge movement. Um, the next day, Gavin came out and he was, I believe he was in either Oakland Coliseum or San Diego uh, football or baseball stadium down there. Um, you know, he recognized the let him play again and, and they questioned him about it. And he was on camera and he said, you know, it's very dear to his heart and him and his wife and his team. And he has a kid and or four kids and they, they play sports and, you know, it is deep to him. And he did mention football and he does know that we have deadlines coming up and uh, they they are working. They are. Um, Let them play. California is written in legislation. Now Uh, we have a a ton of uh, bipartisanship uh, backing. Um, I believe the numbers up to like 80, 80 something uh, signatures on that, that ballot as well. Um, 
they, they, I, here's how Brad told me and he put it a few weeks ago and he talked about it on one of his live uh, Facebooks was Brad Hensley says, we started at the 20, but we had to get across the 50 yard line, you know, and as of two weeks ago, we were across the 50, you know, what's going on now is we're, we're approaching the 20 again and we're in the red zone. So we're in the red zone and we're about to punch this thing through. Uh, we need to remain positive. We need to re, re, remain focused on the fact that this isn't about me. This isn't about you. This is about our kids. Yeah. As a father, we're asking Gavin Newsom to look at this situation as a father's point of view. Let those kids play. He knows what it does for these kids. We know what it does for these kids. And Gavin is very, very much so uh, – I feel personally getting really close. What he said today, um, I tweeted about it. And, and basically what he said today was that uh, let him play California. You know, they, they're out there, you know, and, and we are punching on that door. You know, we're, we're on the goal line. You know, I feel like we're, we're across that 20 where we are in the red zone, but I feel like we're on the goal line. I don't feel like we're on the 20 or in the red zone. I feel like we're right there on the, on the goal line. We need to just punch this thing through, uh, with the governor of Oregon coming out today and saying contact sports will resume outdoor activities come Tuesday, I believe. Wow. Um, that was huge. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Oregon typically follows what we do. Um, Washington, Oregon, Colorado. We're the, there's two States left. It's us in Nevada. And I think we're pointing that finger back and forth. Who's going to go first. Who's going to go first. I hope, I hope being the, the world's eighth largest economy, I feel like California doesn't want to be last in this thing right here. Sure. You know, this is yeah. for our kids. There's 3 million student athletes across California that want to play sports. You know, they are our future. They are our future. Uh, you know, what more, what more could you do to make 3 million kids happy other than stand at the podium tomorrow morning? We'll be there at 9am. I've got a nice rally lined up. We've got some great speakers coming. Um, it would be awesome when our kids are up there to hand deliver these 12,000 emails yeah, if yeah. Gavin or someone from his team would come out and pick them up, you know, and shake their hands and look at them and stand at that podium and say, let them play. And we will, you know, it would be amazing for them to say, we will go back to outdoor, all sports, all fields, all ages. Um, th that's our end goal. You know, um, that's our end goal. You know, I think we're getting close. I really do. I really feel we're getting close. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. And I can, I can imagine what you guys are doing is making a difference. And I totally know what you mean in terms of like, these kids need to play. Um, I ask my PE classes a question every day before class starts just to kind of get the ball rolling. And my question today actually was, um, what motivates you to do well in school? And they'll type in the chat box and I read the, I read them out loud so everyone can hear everyone's answers. And it's heartbreaking to hear, you know, some kids say, well, sports used to motivate me but now I'm not sure because hmm. I don't have that. And so not only do they need Absolutely. to play for their mental health their physical health, but so many kids, they just, they stayed in school because of sports. You know, and that's a, that's a, that's a big deal right now. Yeah. You know, it really is. Um, I've got, I've got some stats I can read to you right here. If I can find them here. Okay. This is 372 student athletes dropped out of high school. Okay. Mm. This is since the lockdown on 312 of 20, 2020, you know, and I tell everybody one thing real quick, even though we just got through 2020 and it was probably one of the wildest, craziest years that we've all been a part of, uh, we've moved forward. We're in a new year. Um, and let's be positive. We all know it is 2021. I don't want to look at it like 2021, sure. but it's 2021. And in 2021, we got to get these kids back. 372 student athletes dropped out of school. You got 13 student athletes um, that have their lives have been succumbed to violence or death. Uh, 37 student athletes incarcerated. 41 student athletes expecting a child. 95 student athletes joined a gang. 1,612 student athletes academically ineligible. 
Hmm. Now, I'm not saying that if sports was here, there's not going to be gangs or violence or murders or child pregnancy. But what I'm saying is these statistics weren't here. They weren't this high. They weren't growing. They're constantly growing now. Mental health is huge uh, for these kids to not be out there building their character, building their self-esteem, building their confidence. Their confidence is gone. Their character, oh, it's hard to look at these kids and realize the character that they had versus the character that they're, they're showing now. You know, I've got, I've got boys that I see um, that reach out to me all the time as a coach texting me, coach, we're going to go out to the school today. You know, I got to meet him at parks and local spots and, you know, I'll bring my ladders. I'll bring my cones. I'll bring my whistle. I'll bring balls, football, baseball. I, I always reach out to these kids to try to get them out there because when they get out there, those kids are smiling. They're getting healthy. They're, they're building character. They're building their confidence. They're building their self-esteem. They're learning teamwork, everything. And, in, in all, all the things that come from athletics, mm-hmm. you know, is lifelong impacts. You know, yeah. we, we as coaches and youth leaders, you know, we have a one job and that's to, to raise these children, girls and boys into the young adults, you know, to be wives and husbands, to be fathers and, and mothers, to, to be leaders again, you know, and I feel that by us taking the lead role <clears throat> on pushing for the let them play rally, um, these kids are going to look at us and, and thank us one day of, you know, thank you for speaking out for us. You know, you, you know, as well as I know, uh, if you're not 18, you, you don't have a right to vote. Um, and, and therefore you don't have a voice. Um, these kids don't have that voice. And so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm putting the burden on my shoulders as a father, uh, to make sure that their, their voice is heard. Yeah, no, that's awesome, man. Um, yeah. And especially because, you know, obviously that's been the challenge for a lot of coaches is like, how do we stay, how do we stay connected to our athletes? How do we continue to coach even though we're not allowed to, to do certain things? And I think this, you know, you guys being involved in this and, and pushing this forward is, is a way, a perfect way for you guys to say, Hey, I'm still your coach. I'm still a coach to all of you. And this is how I'm still going to fight for you. I'm not going to fight for you because there was a bad call or I'm not going to fight for you on the field or the court. Like I normally would, cause we can't right now, but like, I'm still, I'm still a leader. I'm still going to lead you guys. And this is how I'm going to do it. So, you know, I would say any coaches who are, who are pushing this forward or who, who are being examples like that, like you're still kind of fulfilling that, that coach's role. You're just doing it in a different way. So, I mean, it's awesome, man. You guys are just continuing yeah. to push it forward. You know, and I agree, you know, and, and it, there's one thing that, uh, you know, if I could look back on, on my life growing up playing, playing sports, you know, I was a, I was the chubby out of shape kid in junior high, you know, and, and Saucedo, they, it was Saucedo Burrito, you know, that was my nickname. And, you know, it was, were they teasing me? Was, it was my buddies teasing me, you know, did I like it? I, I don't think I did, you know, um, baseball was one of those sports that I played my whole life. And yeah, I was the Bambino, right? I'm the chubby, the chubby, the chubby guy out of shape that, you know, Hey, I was, they all love me. You know, I was the class clown, the good guy Um, in the long run that built my character, you know, that put that, that work ethic in my back pocket of I'm going to work harder than anybody and everybody. And I wasn't going to let somebody work harder than me next to me, you know, and that was my thing. Uh, when I joined the football team, that was what built, built my character. That was what built my confidence, you know, stepping foot on that football field with all your brothers, you know, the camaraderie of a football team. I, I will never forget what football did for me as a, as a young student athlete. You know, I, uh, I, I, I went from 220 uh, out of shape, 220 down to a 180 and I wrestled. And uh, I got down to 165 um, my freshman year. By the time I was a sophomore, I was back up to 200 pounds and I had been exercising and lifting weights. Um, it, uh, it pays off, you know, it uh, mentally, the, the mental side of sports and what it did for me, the exercise, the, the healthiness, the camaraderie, it, it built me to be the man I am now. Um, I'm a, I'm an outdoors guy by nature, you know, uh, we are outdoors. If it's dark or not, you know, the TV's last, you know, for my kids, the, the TV is a, 
you know, it's, it's, it's not a supplement, you know, they'd rather be out in the garage. They'd rather be playing catch. They'd rather be exercising and doing the bike ride and the fishing that get outside and do stuff, you know, for your mental health. It is amazing uh, for these kids now to be stuck inside on computers. Hey guys, quiet to be stuck inside uh, eight hours a day, eight hours a day on computers right now is absolutely, you know, it's tough for them, you know? So for me, looking back on it all, if it wasn't for you sports, I don't know where I would be right now. You know, I, I really don't. I, uh, I, I really, really don't. Youth sports is something that, man, I, I couldn't imagine it being taken away. Um, yeah. it, it got taken away for something serious. And we all know that um, it's been 11 months. You know, it's time to let these kids play, let them play, you know, period. Um, let us have that opportunity to get those kids out there and play. Think about it as a senior in high school where you, you, you're not getting that recruiting that you thought you were going to get. You're not the percentage of a high school athlete going to college is very slim. You know, the, the, the numbers drop drastically. Um, so to, to not be able to play your senior year of sports, any sport, cheerleading, basketball, badminton, volleyball, soccer, to, to, to miss out, you're never going to get at that opportunity again, unless you're that 7% that does go to college, that does play NCAA sports or junior college. It's a, that percent, it might even be less than that. That percentage is small. Yeah. You know, I, I'm a 37 year old man, young man that uh, I, I look back on it every day and I would do anything and everything to put that, that Jersey back on one more time to step on that field. You know, and I think majority of California, America would probably say the same. If you ever played sports in your life and somebody asked you if, if you were able to play one more game, would you do it? I guarantee you'd have a 98 percent. Uh, yes. Instant. Yeah, yes. Sure. Not a, let me think about that. I need to stretch it out. Yeah. <laughs> I think you'd have a yes. You know, you yeah. sports is amazing for for uh, for our youth. And what it does for you, your character, your lifestyle, your uh, your future. You know, there's a lot, lot of, lot of, lot on, lot in stake. I don't know how to say that, but I, there's a lot riding on youth sports. You know, for not only the mental side, but the, the physical and emotional side as well. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, and just um, well, just while it's on my mind and. Um, you know, you kept saying the word character, you know, this is the character combine podcast. So we always ask our guests um, this question. It's fitting just because you kept saying that word. But um, so our, you know, my question to you is what, what is character to you? What does that mean to you? And then of course, why is it important, um, you know, in terms of uh, the sports world for student athletes to learn from their coaches, mentors, and what have not. Good question. So to me, character you know, it, it's the guy you look at in the mirror every day when you wake up. It's, it's the, the guy or gal. It's the, the person that you portray yourself as. It's the, the actions that you do. It's the, you know, you can have good character and be a, be a not so great person, I feel. Um, you can have, you can be a good character and be an awesome and amazing person. Um, I think your character represents it's something you wear on your shoulder. They always talk about a, a chip on your shoulder. I think character is something that sits on top of your shoulder. You know, um, I am a Gemini. I, I, I was born in June. Uh, so, and I'm on the cusp, you know, I'm June 20th. Uh, so if you get into like the astrology stuff, I'm not into it all. It's very confusing for me. Uh, I was an athlete. Um, and so I, I carry a chip on the shoulder, not like the Gemini guys. My chip is, you know, your character <laughs> and it shows everybody um, who you are, you know, you can walk around and not smile and you can have good character. You know, I feel, I feel character is, is something you, you have inside you. It's not necessarily outside your body or physical, emotional, something you see other than, you know, it's, it's how you present yourself on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, are you, are you honest? Are you hardworking? Are you dedicated? Um, that's character to me. Yeah. That's character to me. Um, yeah. As far as youth sports and, and character goes, you know, I feel like this. If, if you're going to be a coach and 
you're going to lose a football game or a baseball game and you you're screaming and yelling at your own son or you're screaming and yelling at your team because you lost. I think that's poor character. I think as a, as a coach, you know, I look at it like this. If we win a game, those players are awesome. If we lose a game, man, we got to get better. When we do win a game, what can we do to be better? You know, that's my character. It's going that next level. It's putting all the work in. It's, it's trying to physically, emotionally, and, and spiritually, I guess, be there for the other athletes, someone you're teaching. You know, that's, yeah. that's, that's character to me. It's uh, how you carry yourself. Do you, do you spike the ball after a touchdown or do you hand the thing to the referee? You know, uh, on a foul ball, are you that guy that's going to look at the fan and snub him and throw it back to the game? Or are you going to toss it to that little kid in the stands? Uh, that's right. character. You know, are you going to, um, you know, get get beat down in a in a sporting event, whether it's you know, say soccer, and you lose five nothing? Are you going to point your finger at your teammates and blame them for the loss, or are you going to look at yourself in the mirror and look at your own character and and look at yourself of what did I do in this game, what could I do in this game, and how can I do it in this game to make my team better? You know, all that's character. You know, yeah. and I think that's a, a huge thing for, for our youth is we are mentors. We are leaders. Uh, we are their, their, whether we're, we might not be their idols, you know, uh, the, you do, you do have to be hard on kids in sports sometimes as well. Um, I think it's good to be hard on kids and let somebody else be hard on your son or your daughter um, because they don't always get that at home. You know, there's at home, you know, their parents' character could be different. You know, they could be that parent that, you know, the kid strikes out and he throws his bat and mom and dad's going, hey, it's not your fault. You know, that's bad character, I feel, you know, instead of teaching him, hey, he, the major leagues strike out all the time. You know, 300 gets you in the Hall of Fame. So that means you failed your job 70 percent of the time. Um, yeah, you got to teach good character. Yeah. You got to preach good character. You know, I think that's one of those things that uh, it goes a long way in life. Uh, character, something you look at in the mirror. Awesome. Love it. That's perfect. Love it. Good answer. Yeah. Um, well, hey, man, That's we good. definitely appreciate you taking some time to talk to us and, and share some information about Let Them Play. Um, like I mentioned, like I mentioned before, um, when we were talking off air, unfortunately, this is airing the, like the day before, uh, which will be what, February 11th is when it takes place. So when everybody hears this next week, it will be actually be one week removed from it but that being said perfect uh, no if, worries if people want to you know stay in touch with what you guys are doing follow you know any any future rallies uh where can they follow you guys websites social media all that stuff absolutely uh, you could go to let them play ca on facebook on twitter you go to let them play ca1 okay you can go and follow on twitter at Coach Walsh 20 at RCG 999. Those are uh, Coach Gladnick and Coach Walsh with uh, Sarah and Tori Pines. Uh, they're uh, the big leaders in our group as, as far as that goes. Uh, what, what we're asking people to do is go to Facebook, go to Twitter, um, let them play CA, let them play CA1. You'll find both of our pages on there. Like that thing, share that thing. Um, yeah, basically that's, uh, that's our big thing. Uh, you will see us next week, um, on, uh, some of the electronic billboards here in Sacramento. Oh, cool. uh, we just signed a contract with that today. And um, those should be going up here pretty quick. And so by the time this does air, uh, they should be driving around, you know, there's about, I think six of them in the Sacramento region that we have uh, mocked into where it'll, you know, you'll, you'll be driving down the freeway and it'll be flashing. And it's, it's, I, I believe it's our let them play. Uh, logo uh, awesome. with the California um, and a bunch of different sports on the front of that thing. So look for that coming here pretty quick. Uh, we'll definitely, my, you know, you're, you're welcome to go to, to, to my Facebook or Twitter page, you know, Justin Saucedo. Um, I post a lot of stuff on there. Um, yeah. More than anything, um, share it, spread it. Let's be the voice for these kids. Uh, as of, as far as I'm concerned, uh, uh, they they don't have that voice, and uh, I want to be that dad and father and coach, um, that leader in the neighborhood to to have that voice for them kids. I want them to look back later and, and look at us adults and say thank you, you know, thank you for having that voice for us. Love it, 
That's awesome. Make sure you guys uh, follow them in all of the different on all the different social media platforms and then stay stay in touch with everything that they're doing because they're doing a lot of great work. Uh, Deb, where can they follow us? You guys can follow us on Twitter at Sports Character, Instagram at Character Combine. We're also on Facebook, Character Combine, and uh, our YouTube channel, Character Combine. Awesome. That's it. Yeah. Justin, man, this was awesome. Thank you so much for uh, taking some time. Thank you so much for everything you're doing for uh, all the student athletes, man. We definitely, we definitely appreciate it. And I know, I know the families and the students do too, man. So, uh, Hey, keep up the great work. Hey, I appreciate the time, Josh. It was good. Uh, good talking with you and Deborah. I, I really appreciate it a lot. Uh, you know, you, you guys do such a great work over here at the character combine. I've listened to several of your podcasts uh, I did some voting back in the Christmas time. Uh, hey. That was pretty pretty fun. That was pretty yeah. fun. Hey, man, PJ was close. He just ran into a buzzsaw with Daniel Thomas. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. You know, and I almost voted for Daniel, you know, because he, he was – that was a good podcast, man. That's good stuff. Yeah. So, you know, I had to keep the brotherly love going, so I definitely voted for PJ and Ryan. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, good stuff. You guys keep up the good work. I One thing I tell my teams – and every team I coach, uh, have fun. You know, that's the, that's the, the one thing about youth sports is have fun. Uh, we do two claps and rig flares. Uh, hard work pays off. And yeah. That's our, our, our model and our philosophy is building good character and, and turning these young athletes into, into good grown uh, young adults. That's it, man. Awesome. That's why we do what we do. And we yeah. appreciate you guys doing your thing too. So, Absolutely. Uh, all right, man. We'll talk to you later. Yes, sir. Thank, Thank you. you.